Hello weebs, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice through the weird, wide and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me as always is my co-host Will. How are you today, Will? I'm very tired, thank you Sam. Um, it's <laughs> it's been It's been a hard few hours uh, trying to keep up with all this all this content we're we're putting out there but uh it's going good um we're on the grind uh, man we're on the grind gotta keep pumping out that consumable stuff for the christmas <laughs> I, I i i sort of exaggerate a little bit it's it it's holiday time now so it's pretty chill but yeah going really well um for those of you that haven't joined us before on the podcast we talk about anime um sam usually gives us a show um an anime series which we can dissect and pull apart and we usually just focus on the first three episodes but today we're doing something a bit different we're going to be looking at a movie um i'm an absolute novice to anime well i say that i'm 64 episodes deep now so I'm a little bit less inexperienced than I was at the start, but I come at it from a perspective of a novice, a noob, someone who doesn't understand the complexities of Japanese animation. And Sam is a self, self-proclaimed weeb, as he's already said up top, and he comes Absolutely. at it from the expert point of view. And uh, expert that gives big air quotes there. Big air quotes. Yeah. Um, it gives us a nice contrast though. It gives us that ability to come at it from two different perspectives and make a decision as to whether this show can be shown to a noob shown to a novice and potentially get them hooked on anime um mm, yeah draw them in get them to watch and speaking of staying hooked on anime last week we checked out uh, the case study of vanitas now we're in a bit of a weird situation this week in that it's been one day since <laughs> we recorded together so i'm assuming you've not watched any more of it i could be pleasantly surprised and be wrong but is it something that you will be continuing with uh no you're not wrong i haven't continued with it as of yet uh i was actually i spent the the limited free period yesterday uh watching another couple of episodes of 91 days um i really want to get through that Uh, i want to persist because i feel like i i've got very short attention span when it comes to this stuff which um means that i drift off fairly quickly if i don't binge it so i'm trying to get through it and make sure that i yeah it's it's a it's a we need to we you need to shotgun stuff at will. It's a blessing and a curse. Around. Like I think that's what that's why I've been able, we've been able to sustain this podcast for so long because it's like oh a new a new shiny thing to play with. Let's let's do that. Um, but obviously, when it comes to actually persevering with these and investing into each show, it's a bit trickier. But um, no, I haven't continued with Vanitas, but I will put it on my list because we did put it in the anniverse and there was a lot of good things about it. And I did enjoy it. It was funny. It made, hmm. it, for, it was, it's, it made me laugh more than most shows, more than, especially out loud. I very rarely laugh out loud. And I, there were some, Got definitely, some guffaws out of you. Definitely guffaws. Yes. Lols. Um, LMFAOs. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe not LMFEOs. That's that's like creme de la creme. That's that that's. I miss LMFEO. They were they were alright. A lot oh, of people the... didn't like them, but I, I, I liked Party Rocking. Yeah, they, they did the shots song. They did they do were the right. Sh- they were pretty good. I mean, I, I I didn't really hear much hatred towards them. Was that was there a big <laughs> uprising of people against LMFAO? I don't know. Everyone on Twitter just didn't like them. For some oh, reason, nobody on Twitter likes anything, Sam. If you're going to put that's that very as your, true. <laughs> you could literally type in cuddly that's my pandas. Then you could, t- yeah, you could type. What in do you mean pandas. you like cuddly pandas? What? 
What about all the other species of what bear? About all, what about all the chlamydia they spread? <laughs> True fact, though. <laughs> I thought that was koalas. Oh, it is. What did I say? Pandas. I was I was Im- imagining koalas in my head. Yeah, sorry. Oh my God. Getting get my bears mixed up. Ah, tomato, tomato. They're all they're You're all cancelled by Twitter for mixing up your bears. Yeah. Anyway, right. what are we watching this week, Will? Um, blame with in capital letters with an exclamation mark. Yes, we are. What? Uh, why? Why would anyone want to watch this movie, Sam? Is it what's what's these? What, what is the zeitgeist for this movie? <laughs> what's the zeitgeist for this movie? Well, it, it's a kind of high concept sci-fi uh, post post apocalyptic show. Post post apocalyptic. Yes. Oh, is that is so, that is that a genre? So it's like trying to build society up after the post apocalypse. Yeah, it tends to be like the apocalypse has happened, but the apocalypse happened so long ago that people either barely remember it or it's just a figment. Um, a very popular example of that is uh, the video game Horizon Zero Dawn, where the apocalypse happens and then society rises back up and the game takes place a couple of um, hundred or thousand years after the apocalypse happened and this is the new state of the world. Whereas I would argue... This I would show- argue- yeah, I would argue that this is just post-apocalypse. <laughs> I don't think society has built itself <laughs> up enough to be post-post-apocalypse. Um, True. Like, but, I'd I mean, say there's, there's glimpses of society. There are, but I'd say like the atypical post-apocalyptic film is Mad Max, and that's a more functioning society than this. Valid. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Um, this show also has a bit of a unique visual style. It's all 3D uh, from the folks over at um, Polygon Pictures who actually are a member of the Netflix uh, corporation. They are directly bankrolled by them. Uh, So when it says that this is a Netflix original movie, then for the first time almost ever, we can say that, yes, Netflix actually did produce this and have an active uh, involvement in the project instead of just snatching away exclusivity rights do you think they named themselves polygon as a sort of fun tidbit to that being a 2d shape and they do 3d animation huh (laughs) surely they should have called themselves polyhedron is that a a 3d version i don't know what i think i know that when you're modeling stuff in 3d you do use layers and layers of polygons 2d shapes shapes to Uh... make the 3d shape that's, That's why balls always look a bit weird in 3D. Yeah, they're just multiple, multiple, just thousands and thousands flat. of flat shapes. Well, that is that is what a circle is, isn't it? It's just low, like an infinite amount of straight lines. Yeah, true. That's hurting my brain. Fun fact, yeah. the yeah. Android 2B from Near Automata has more I don't know any of those words you just said. <laughs> yeah, than, more <laughs> than most... Uh, protagonist than most models. people than most people in yep. real life than, than me she has mo- more than you she, that's like that's like a really weird insult <laughs> she has more polygons in your in her ass than you do in your entire body dude like you, she's got you got nothing on her ass <laughs> are you calling me flat in 2d i don't appreciate that i thought i think i've got a bit of personality thank you uh so yeah that is um blame it's based on a, a niche manga that came out during uh the 1990s and ran until 2003 and the name comes from the onomatopoeia for blam, but the author thought that the word blame just looked cooler. <laughs> oh. So chose to do that. <laughs> so, what? That's so... 
that that seems such like a half-assed thought process. Like I like the I like the onomatopoeia of the sound blam. Should we use it? Nah, it doesn't look cool. Let's use blame instead. Stick Why? an e on that shit. Yeah, but 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 then it's not the sound. Onomatopoeia needs to like nah, it's it the sound cool. of the word. Yeah, but Bitches but it's love not the e. thing that you wanted. Like you Bitches specifically love went. E. You went for, love e. <laughs> you went for this word because of the sound it makes, and then didn't choose that word. It's just, <laughs> just bizarre. Um, it's kind of okay. dumb. All right, so blame. Um, shall yeah. we get into picking this wonderful piece of cinematic um, quality? Uh, I think uh, we shall. Let's okay. jump into the review. Bitches love E. Bitches love E. Okay, so we'll, we're here in a, as you say, a post-apocalypse. I would say post-post-apocalypse, but we can agree to disagree. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm not above compromise. What about um, what about the sci-fi spin-off where Postman Pat ends up in a post post-apocalyptic world, and it's post post-apocalyptic post. Postman Pat posts the post. <laughs> yeah. Well, funnily enough, Death Stranding's pretty much like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> funny enough, what's um oh, what was the one we watched where we did the postman pat reference the the one where it's about posting letters oh the gritty postman pat reboot oh violet evergarden violet evergarden there you go <laughs> uh, oh good lord what's happening in this movie honestly it's it's pretty it's pretty tricky that the, the, the amount of there, there is some exp- there is a lot of exposition at times but it's it's fairly complex with regards to how things actually came about and i think they play on the fact that it's was so long ago that they don't actually know and they the one one of the major positives of this movie and one of the major things that is really good about this movie for me mm-hmm. is it feels like they're really trying to make it lived in and grounded like yeah a lot of the things that are discussed and a lot of this shots show the struggles of this world and show mm. a, almost in a grimgar fashion. Um, Cause that's a reference we've used to sort of illustrate this point, that idea that they'll slow the plot down in order to illustrate how hard it is and how humanity mm. might actually face these things. But because of that, it makes maybe the story a little bit unclear, especially when it comes to like thousands of years ago and what actually happened. So, yeah, it's, it's also bit... it, it can feel quite plodding in those. Moments. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that that's the, that's the uh, major criticism as well for me um, is is the pacing mm. of it. But basically, we followed these this small village who are on their last legs, who are in this machine built world it's almost a lot of matrix vibes um yeah sort of the real you know zion sort of the 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 mate the machines are controlling everything they've extended they've taken over and yeah they've deemed humans as being not necessary as part of this system and yeah tasked with hunting them down they've they've terminated the connection between somehow the connections failed humans used to control them through this gene that allowed them to control mm. the machines and that's either died out or stopped working disconnected and allowed the machines there's to... mentions of a contagion that infected yes. people and got rid of this particular gene yeah um and inevitably machines have taken over the world and 
killing and are so high functioning that they're able to wipe out pretty much the entire human race except for small pockets here and there and we have this little village that is protected by something we don't we've sort of figure out more about that as it goes on they're in this protective mm-hmm. field and they're starving they need to go out and get food they go out and explore and it's this whole survival um story they we meet a mysterious character killy um yep who is has about two lines in the whole thing yeah <laughs> I, I mean the dialogue is is quite minimal in general um but yeah, mm. Killy doesn't really talk a lot. We have a we, we meet Sibo uh, Chibo Kibo. What's Chibo Chibo Chibo? Um, this robot again. We don't really know <laughs> who she is or what she is. Or like it feels yeah. it feels like she's almost had her consciousness uploaded to a robot. That's that's the way I've interpreted mm. it. Almost like yeah. And and it's so far advanced that they're not even going to mention it. That's just sort of under supposed to be understood, I guess. Yeah, this... it's just like it's part of the world and it's a feature of it. And because the characters just kind of accept it, oh yeah, this is possible. We kind yeah. of just go as an audience. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's really it's a really bizarre. It's, it's it's very complex, very complex. We're obviously not going to be able to unpick everything that goes on in here. Um, mm-hmm. But generally, the, the, from start, the, the beats are, they go explore for food. They meet Killy, who is looking for people with this gene to help bring about humanity's control over the machines again. Uh, Chibo yep. is, we meet her later on. Killy finds her actually underneath their village. And yep. she's on the same mission. She wants to do the same thing. So they go exploring, trying to find the... Take the, to the biggest 3D printer in the universe. Yes, yeah. They, they try and find this giant 3D printer, which can print unlimited food and print whatever they want. And they are trying to find this contraption that will give them control over the machines again. Um, and and so there's conflicts throughout with the yeah. machines who are trying to stop them, and it all kind of culminates in... Um, the journey continuing, I guess. And yeah. there's no So spoilers ahead, obviously, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, true. <laughs> there's a couple of points... Did a really good job of summing it up there, and I, there's a few points I wanted to I mean, touch barely, on. barely, but yeah, go on. <laughs> we briefly covered the cause of the apocalypse, and mm. you mentioned how that the, um, the visuals of the world make it feel very lived in. Mm. I wanted to kind of get your opinion on those sweeping background shots and the the feel of the city because the ent- idea is the entire world has now become this super city that the machines are building yeah what did you think of that as the setting um i didn't enjoy it to be honest i thought i get what they're going for but again referring back to the matrix one of one of the things that sort of lost its impact was when we saw the mate saw the machines and it went on forever it was just this endless stream of machines and it was clearly just copied and pasted animation that was like <laughs> like yeah um like the armies in troy where they just copied and pasted all the different armies uh to show yeah. that there were actually loads and loads and loads um and it, it to me i don't know i want to see the more i want to see it from their perspective I think. I think that's what I want to see. I don't mm-hmm. care that it goes on forever and ever and ever. 
because it gives me no i don't can't i can't realize that there's no sense of scale um Mm. yeah it sort of seems like there's no there's no ceiling like or there's no sky anymore a bit like the matrix like the the whole world has been polluted it's now blacked out yeah blacked out and to me that's okay it's dark it's gloomy it's it's not it's not not a nice environment but again it just feels a bit false it's like well okay maybe it's It's also not very great to look at is it well no it's not it's just it's it's bland yeah yeah just endless copy pasted buildings the better moments part of the plot yeah Mm -hmm. the better moments were when they were sort of exploring and you had the the pipe work and the machinery and the, the detailed bits where they were climbing through stuff and you were coming across new places uh not just these again coming down to their level yeah exactly well that's what it that's what it all is all about the, one of the one of the very first things i noticed was the equipment they were wearing was all scratched and battered and sort yeah of, dented and-, and dented and that was like a really nice touch because these this is old equipment and we find out that this equipment you know they can't they don't have the technology to make this equipment anymore uh, it's it, it's literally just archaic but it's still the best tech they have um <laughs> it's a really nice juxtaposition juxtaposition i guess where you've got the most advanced bit of equipment is the oldest thing there um yeah yeah and and that 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 obviously added to that that realism and that sort of lived in world it builds the world a bit more through its visuals but i agree the the more sweeping and more pulled back shots um don't have that kind of impact you don't kind of again they talk about iron from six thousand levels down or oh yeah um, the city's still expanding to this day but again you don't feel that in the moment i feel it's um is this is this a gritty so, version of made in abyss <laughs> made in abyss is pretty gritty <laughs> well it is it is okay it's a non-chibified <laughs> version yeah. um the manga actually can contains one of my favorite chapters of all manga ever like i have my qualms with the story um of the manga and of and with this film as we'll go into but um the manga does a really good job there's a chapter where there is no dialogue whatsoever the entire chapter is just portrayed with and i think this is why i don't vibe with the 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 setting as much because the city in the manga is almost kind of sketchy and looks like it's so othered from what we're used to but here it feels a bit too clean and a bit too just like they modeled it and then they were just like well that's all the effort we can put into it it doesn't have this kind of horror aesthetic that the manga manages to invoke and that kind of i don't know sanitizes it makes it it, it lose, the main appeal for the manga for me was that it was scary. It was horrifying sci-fi that was so far beyond my understanding that it felt like eldritch and dark magic-y, whereas here it just feels like a very very mm. safe sci-fi. Yeah, um, okay. I mean, let's mm. let's talk about the limited amount of horror in this then. So the exterminators, are they called? Yes, the safeguard, the safeguard subunits of the exterminators, which are pretty creepy. They're creepy designs. They are, yeah. They they remind me of. They're a cross between, in my head, the Sunny robots from iRobot, and good shout, yeah, and uh, No Face from Spirited Away, <laughs> with the, with the, 
with the weird neck and the the sort of mask. Um, yeah, the the sort of um, what they're, they're like doc, like um, Grievous, Grievous from uh, the Clone Wars, Star Wars, yeah. multi limbed sort of spidery things that yeah, run along like spiders. It's so creepy. Yeah, no Though, one likes spiders. I I will say that um, they start off really really threatening. And then uh, the trope, yeah. the law of ninjutsu kicks in. So here's how this trope goes. If you have to fight one ninja, yeah. it's going to be the biggest fight of your life. If you have to fight a hundred ninjas, then each you're going nin- to win. Yeah. Okay. Then each each ninja is like downscaled massively. Um, exactly. And it, it felt a bit like that here. Like at the very beginning, these things posed so much of a threat, like they are on top of the group of survivors immediately. Somebody gets decapitated. Another person gets their leg busted in. Yeah, that They're decapitation. left and right. So fat. Like, that was a genuinely great moment. Yeah. That really sold the fear of these things. But then after that, you don't really I, see them be I would effective. caveat that. I would, I would, in its defense, say that, you know, we they, the, the first group were the children and they had sort of gone off. They are massively inexperienced True. compared to the older generation and they um, mm. are out of their comfort zone without military strategy. I think as we get on, we see the adults or the elders. The, the, I think they're called adults in the, the, in, in the dub. No, sub. And mm-hmm. Elders in the uh, sub. In the dub, which I prefer. Uh, yeah, they I call them the adults. Yeah, I prefer elders. Um, mm. it just sounds a bit more, I don't know, fantasy. Um, mm. so the adults, uh, come in later on and they have more strategy. They know more about it and they sort of have tactics and they take them out a lot easier. You're right. There is still yeah. that, there is still that element to it because even within that, we see hundreds come at some point and yeah. they don't have the effects that they probably should do. Um, but I think there is a certain element of on their own turf having this sort of home ground advantage. Um, yeah. <laughs> potentially. Um, yeah. Mm. Fun. Yeah. They're, they're interesting, but I still, f- I feel like they're kind of built up almost as like white blood cells. They just indiscriminately attack anything that kind of approaches. And I don't find that very compelling as a villain and then we get the next layer of villain who turns up later on who hmm, again terrifying in what that villain starts to do are we talking about tay and what happens to tay yes Hmm. firstly that's completely um her own fault she needs to stop falling over oh my god every time that's her only character trait is that but she also, goes out also, and she falls over and loses equipment. It f- I don't know whether it was different dudes, but it felt like a couple of dudes left her for dead and then ran back at, at, with when the girl yeah. changed direction. And the girl was like, "Where? where's Tay? Oh, she's back there. She fell over. So she runs off to help her and the guys follow like, oh, Tay, you okay? Oh, thank God you're all right. Like, we you were left coming them. to help as well all along. It's like, no, <laughs> you were about to run off. And if you'd have stayed, <laughs> bad friend. none of this would have happened because you'd have seen what happened. <laughs> like, the only reason you left is so that the robot could do this weird swappy swappy um, thing. Which, Body swappy thing. Again, did that hit for you? I thought it was a cool misdirect. I sort of, I like that they tried it. I don't think mm. there was any. Uh, there was one 
hint of it early on where they go, I've heard that some of these look like humans. and uh, Yeah. But we don't really see how that's possible. I don't know. I just don't know. We don't, we never really like they're very mechanical, very robot. That you, you can't really you can. There's no way in their original form you would tell them apart. I mean, you you would get them mm-hmm. confused. You would. You, there's no way you'd get them confused with a real human. And yet, yeah. for the first time, we see these creatures that could turn into humans, and it's like I don't know. I know this this tech can do anything effectively, but it has been very robotic up to that point. It's been very mechanical, very. And then it suddenly just changes and then, and then to. Just changes I guess tone. we can just impersonate to Terminator Two. Yeah, very true. <laughs> I was waiting for it to turn into that like weird slimy goop. Yeah, or just Terminator in general. I don't know why I went for the second one. Um, Terminator is true. <laughs> it does look like a human, <laughs> and it's played by a human. <laughs> um, I think the the. Second big bad that turns up, the more affecting moment for me was as the transformation was starting and the chief reaches out and his hand just gets torn off. Oh, yeah. Like, that was a more powerful moment for me. I was like, whoa, okay. And then she just starts shooting through the floor to kill people. Mm. Like, absolutely unabated by anything. I've got a question about him losing his arm. Do you think they threw that in there so that they could directly compare to Killy losing his arm? Because he's mm. he's a machine, right? <laughs> yeah, let's get into Killy. Okay. So right. our protagonist, so he's the protagonist of the manga, but he's not the protagonist of this story. He's more of a lone traveler who comes through. Our protagonist is the girl. Mm. is Killy, and he's searching for the net terminal gene, and he's a badass. He basically. is a badass. Yeah, he has a, he has a gun that can do anything. And he doesn't need to eat. The graviton beam emitter. Yeah. And he's super strong, super silent, super broody. Um, Very broody. Yeah. And apparently he comes from 6,000 levels down. Yeah. He's not chatty at all. He barely speaks throughout the the course of the film. He just turns up, shoots things and enables the plot to move forward. Um, he's a very cool design. I like the fact that he's all roughed up and he's got all these scars and stuff and the fact that he's got seemingly implants or something that's helping him to scan everybody is pretty cool. It feels again, like he, he has the net human. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> like, he, he can, he look, seems to... Just have, look in a mirror, dude. He, he seems to have, he's looking for this net, these people with the net gene or whatever it is and he's stood there not getting recognised by the cameras, turning off the cameras effectively like mm. kicking ass and yeah genuinely feels like he can hack into everything he's scanning everyone's faces he's using all this he's basically got a helmet built inside his head because they can do that you see a similar tech in their helmets don't you you see them scan yeah. things with their with with their gear um but yeah so he he's, what do you he, think of him i mean we've just we've just done it he's, he's he's cool he's a cool guy um i i i don't i, I want to again and this is this is this is a, a plus as much as it is a negative but i don't know anything about his existence before this and it's a bit like mm. in a move in a self-contained movie 
I almost want more, but then do I want more? Because is it just going to be boring and expositional? Or it's going to be exposition, yeah. You know, it it's a, it's a fine line to walk. You know, he's from 6,000 levels below and they don't even bat an eyelid. Um, yeah. Well, there's just so many, so many unknowns that it, it becomes a little bit like, well, we just have to accept everything. And then once you do that, anything is possible and you almost are not surprised by anything. Um, mm. no, well, I think, of course, now that they've got a beam gun. Oh, no, of course that she's connected to the web. Oh, of course there's a weird thing inside of the internet. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it loses the, again, like something that the manga did so well was that even though Killy was an enigma and we didn't know much about him, we start to get a picture of his personality and his biases and stuff as the, the plot went on. Whereas here, it's more like a snapshot of this is something that happened at some point in Killy's life and then he moves on to the next place. Yeah. I think you this would maybe work better as you're already familiar with the source material and you see this as like an alternate story or or an additional story that happened during the runtime of the manga because on its own like you're saying it's good because we can just kind of get swept up in it and go with it but Mm. it also leaves so many questions that the film doesn't deign to answer and won't answer. There's no sequel. There's no series. So you have to turn to the source material. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> um, in the Matrix, is Agent yes. Smith like actually working against the Matrix? Is that yes. is that one of the theories? Is that is yeah? That... Because he he starts working for the Matrix, and mm. then once he escapes, he realizes that. It's better to be inside. So he is trying to take over the Matrix so he can take over the machines and just survive and live as his own unique being. He wants to basically prove that he's alive and not be controlled by the machines. Right. So this is that. Because this is that. This is Killy. Because Killy isn't human. The robot girl at the end says oh this is a body that you've stolen from that someone's stolen from us so he Mm. is a machine they're they're calling him out as being a machine he thinks he's human and is trying to fight on the side of the humans he loses his arm and there is no blood he doesn't bat an eyelid and it's just uh, it's it's almost like a clip-on mechanical thing that he then (laughs) he just tapes it back together tapes back together like buzz lightyear style and (laughs) and then he at the end of the movie, we see him again in hu- human form with both arms, everything intact in the almost, well, it is, it's the same cut of when we first introduced the character with, where it mm-hmm. pans across his feet and we see him stood there on the precipice of this cliff. And it's like a hundred years later and he's still the same person. So he's clearly not human yeah. and he's but he's fighting he's on this for the never human side. journey yeah and i think i think he's fighting to for human survival or he's fighting to just to gain control of the machines because that's what the gene does it is mr S- it, mr smith that's it it's it's the matrix mm. boom <laughs> you've done it you've solved the it film. fits it fits nicely <laughs> doesn't it it's like a it does work to be fair yeah i can see it mm. and again it, that's definitely a read you could take with the limited information that you get from uh the movie so yeah, I could see it. Um, 
In terms of other characters, what did you think to our main girl, who is essentially our protagonist throughout the film? Which one's that? Is that Zuru? Yeah, Zuru. Um, I don't, I don't care about any of them, to be honest. They, <laughs> from the from the word quite go, cookie cutter. Just if, well, from the word go, they all blur into one. Like they've all got very similar character designs. Like her tay mm. and there's there's a, a couple of others oh maybe there's not maybe it's just them too but there's they just seem to because because the, the first time we meet them they're all in their exoskeleton gear and they're oh, all yeah, running through like a I, good 20 minutes yeah i can't pick them apart during that whole thing it's only when we get towards the end and one of them turns into a human destroying robot that i can actually pick them apart like i couldn't even and that's maybe on me but generally it didn't seem relevant up until that point it did like not neither of the one of them was more of a leader than the other yeah uh, and and i guess there was but some the rest which is but there was no character development there it almost just seemed like mm. they were just there to carry the story of killy and point of view they there was no like one of the taste no what not taste um zuru seemed to fall in love with killy after uh, all of yeah, his it was a bit weird well you know it's because he's so charismatic and he's just so charming and <laughs> i those those just, one-liners that he just kept dropping was just yeah cool. like for some reason she is enamored by him and i guess he's an impressive specimen but he's he's hardly someone like she, she asks him to stay and he just completely ignores her and then she and he's just she, like no yeah and then Absolutely shibo comes not. in and it's like, hey, get up. And he's like, okay, I'll do what you say because you're clearly... Because on, you've on... turned into a nine-foot-tall dommy-mommy robot. <laughs> like, Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, it... Chibo, um, she reminds Chibo's me... introduction... Yeah, go on. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, um, have you seen Kingsman when they, with the woman with the spiky feet? She's got the blade. Spi- that... She's got the sword feet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just her walking on, her, on these, like, stilts. She could step on me. Yeah. <laughs> what? Anyway, so Chibo is this weird cyborg person <laughs> who turns into a really hot android and then connects to the internet and yeah. gets melted. That whole scene. Yeah, I, what do we think of that whole scene when she gets regenerated into this new body and somehow releases all of the uh, exterminator people thing, machine things? Uh, I think I started off enjoying that scene because it, the film up to this point has been the action sequence at the start and then a really, really slow um, build as they head yeah. towards the automated factory. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, yes, finally, something's happening again. It's, it's really interesting. And, and they're fighting and they're shooting and um, they've, they've got the, the packages and they need to get away. But then uh, it just, it it wasn't visually interesting. It was just point the gun shoot the gun and then yeah it, 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 up until killy fired the beam again it was just a bit met and then her turning up in this super sexy cyborg body mm. was just eh? i i kind of preferred her as the talking skull like that was interesting yeah. <laughs> and a bit more like oh it's it's old tech i i did love that how killy activated her though he just picks up just starts slamming her head against the rock <laughs> <laughs> that got a good chuckle out of me yeah i mean it would have would have killed the movie if he just broke her and like just stopped working um <laughs> yeah i i think there are some moments of re- really good storytelling in there like when they 
talk about how many um arrows they've got left not arrows spears um like they quote how many they've got they've got like five between them and they've got this onslaught of robots coming through um yeah and you know but again it just feels a almost predictable in a weird way considering we know nothing about it like her line i don't know why she made her line about um oh be prepared because last time this happened things went south very oh, fast really badly it, yeah and then and, exactly that happens and then she shuts <laughs> down like there and then and it's like why uh, why didn't you like give us more warning why didn't you say tell us what happened and why didn't you tell us that you were gonna shut down straight away and give yourself a brand new spanking body just just doing it for suspense it's just like you could have told Honestly, us all I've, of this and we could have put it into I've our plan <laughs> that the uh that she made both the thing and the body oh, so right. when the um the artificial net gene thing raised up i thought no fucking way she's just made her own body and then just run off this is all bait <laughs> that's hilarious i did that's think- brilliant <laughs> but then it wasn't then it was like oh no it's you get your yeah. cake and you get to eat it too yeah i did think that that was gonna be a um what is it vision vision style box well you know when like in uh avengers when they're when they're carrying that mm. massive tube along and it's just going to open up and it's going to have this super super being in but you're right about having your cake and eating it because that place literally does everything and you would think in a place where you can generate everything maybe mm. generate That's where some you set the base up well maybe you generate some weapons like well, yeah, also true you literally could just create some robot destroying weapons right there and then and you'd be yeah. fine or it's weird as well isn't a giant it? They, wall they run through <laughs> they run through it so quickly they arrive there donald they trump food. just turns up and builds his giant wall <laughs> in the middle between them and the robots sorry um he, no he 3d prints his giant wall yeah and he'll make them pay for everything <laughs> uh, um go on what were you yeah. gonna say i so, said yeah the pacing for that is really weird because they make like more food than you could possibly ever need yes yeah and because we know that one stick of this stuff add to water and it just it can feed an entire village of what do they say 150 people yeah and then she makes like a dense meters high cube of it all and Mm. then immediately gets onto working on the net terminal stuff like if you're making the food and you've not like i think what triggers the is the net terminal is the net terminal. Yeah. So why would you not spend time mm. updating equipment, re-armoring? That would be a perfect opportunity to sh- like to sh- give them all some more sleek and slender tech. Yeah. But they don't? No. It's just like, let, we, we, need, we need to move this plot on. We need them to... It's, the problem is, it's too overpowered. That's, that's the whole problem. It's too overpowered, True. so They've they have to rush through it. Corner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, which is so bizarre, because this is this you know wiz wisdomous character that has all these knows everything basically she she knows everything that's going to happen she knows everything that has happened and would be able in in reality if this was fit to character would be able to fix this situation very quickly with this tech she would be able to go, well, this happened last time, so I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to do something different. And we'll wait and we'll make our chances better. Yeah, like, it, it, you're right. It's very bizarre. Um, mm. 
Like the opportunity to just set up a whole new society. You could take the story a completely different way. Um, mm. But they obviously wanted this Then you wouldn't get a big shooty-go-blam moment. I mean, arguably, you still could, because that was an unknown. Like, that was something that mm. that potentially she might not have realised that they had the potential to do. Or that it's just so OP, because, you know, if if they get into that situation, then they didn't know. They, they couldn't tell. I also don't get how her looking like a human allowed her into that area, because she's still a robot. Yeah, weird. Like and it stopped any yeah. robots coming through. Like, like th- th- this is a massive plot point that f- makes it all fall down because Killy looks like a human and is not, and he gets in. So like mm. they already know that this is a thing. Like he's allowed in because he looks like a human. Yeah, so right? you just have to be bipedal and have hair. But like, but how is this village not been? Like, but they're surprised when she does or... it. She's like, "Oh my god, she got in because she looks like a human." But if looking like a human was the only issue, then that shouldn't have lowered your guard when Killy did it because they were like, "Oh, he's he's got in, so he's clearly not a robot because he steps over the line mm. and he's fine." It's like, well, yeah, but he looks like a human, it? so he's obviously going to get in. Like that shouldn't lower your guard around him. He should still be under suspicion. If that, yeah, yeah, yeah it's just bizarre. Um, it's very strange. Yeah. Yeah. Um, only one more thing that I kind of really want to talk about with the film um, okay. before I think we we jump into the questions okay. or odds and ends. Mm-hmm. Um, action piece, like the actual action set pieces. There's three big moments throughout the film. There's the initial um, fighting with the kids. Good opening the, scene. Yep escape and then there's the final confrontation i just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on those bits because that's kind of what you're here for that's where the money's yes. worth comes from yeah uh, for, for me personally it's those action set pieces that really sell the movie and actually yeah give me a reason to stay engaged um what what did you think okay so if we're going to score them out of 10, the first one I would say is this. If we were going to say like 10 was like a masterpiece of action, I would put the first one at maybe a six. I think that it's really engaging. It's really positive. It's on the, you know, the top end of that. It's not the best thing I've ever seen, but it's, it's really competently done and it, it, it sets us up yeah. for this story. The decapitation is brutal and yeah, the, the stakes, right? Maybe, you actually have the, that, that fear is built into the mechanics of the fight itself. Yeah. And maybe a seven, to be honest. It's, it is it is quite impressive. I think the middle one is the lowest out of the three. I think that's I'd agree. Yeah. probably a four. A th- a th- it gets it, it, It's probably lower than a four, but it gets pulled up to a four once you get the reveal that something happened in there that's a bit of a misdirect. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. like you, like you yeah, said. Yeah, no, it, I'd agree. It's just a bit shooty-shooty. Um, it seems a bit narratively a bit convenient that they managed to get away even like along this single bridge, even though they've got limited amount of arrows and there's hundreds of these things coming. They, 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 yeah, they, they, look, they seem to so stop. many. They seem to stop, yeah, like, don't they? They just give once up. Once they get to the bridge, it's like, okay, well, now we're going to go Power Rangers style and we're going to go one at a time whilst the rest of us all look menacing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the final scene, I, the final battle is really good. I really like it. I would put that at like an eight or a nine because it's 
And then you've got to add an extra point because the guitar hits just as Killer Slow Mo <laughs> punches this thing in the face. So, you know, Rule of the Cool has to bump up an extra point there at least. Mm. Or 0. 0.5, 0. 0.5. Yeah, okay, 0. 0.5. We'll go, we'll go, we'll go nine. We'll, we'll go, no, if, it, if it's an 8.5 to start with, I'll round it up to a nine. I'm going to go for a nine. Okay. I think. Okay. Th- because, because the thing that holds it back really is, is, is the, the narrative around it. It's that mm, it's, that true. it doesn't, it, it seems a bit just random and doesn't really seem to there's so many really, cool shots during there the are fight so many and... cool shots like, like the explosions are so visceral uh, like the way that she just un, unforgivingly is that the word what's the word like um, yeah unapologetically mercilessly. yeah mercilessly just blows up huge bl- blocks of this whole place like I, i'm surprised I'm surprised so many of them get away. There's about 12 left by the end. Mm. And I'm like, you've done well to avoid that level of destruction. Um, because she just starts by just taking out. As you would. And, as you would. Like, it, she's there to destroy mental. these people. And she's like, I'm not going to monologue. I'm not going to have this weird villainous sort of take my time. I'm just going to kill them. I'm just going to do what I'm programmed to do. Um, yeah. And that's yeah, terrifying. It is. And. I don't know. Like, I, th- I think, I think the whole ending is really bizarre. It do- it does feel very weird, doesn't it? Like, Killy fires the massive shot, and that's that feels like the end of the movie. But then it just keeps going. They then have another five or ten minutes of reconciling, and this whole weird bit with the internet and the yeah and um, the Matrix Chibo going yeah, and basically chatting to the matrix authority or god or whatever yeah the matrix and then doing some cool superman shit and then <laughs> uh turning into keanu reeves yeah but and turning into a crawling arm that has got convenient oh, thankfully gosh, yeah. it's got a built-in usb a speech microphone i don't know yeah apparently her brain <laughs> is in her arm now um who'd have thought it um and she's able to get them to safety away from this giant colossal titan thing that um oh, yeah the eldritch horror that just turns up at the end like the, it doesn't even look like a machine it just looks like cthulhu it, it just who, shoots it in the who face the hell's cthulhu um you never heard of cthulhu no it looks like the ship from um from the pirate the the ghost pirate thing we watched um ghost oh harlock the yeah, yeah. arcadia yeah yeah oh, yeah um, see that and Killy Killy st- stays behind to be- because he, he he's gonna destroy it and he, he destroys them both the by the looks well it looks like he destroys he, them both because he's in that explosion like and then and then we've he's, seen him tank big explosions but that's how how we know he's not human because he destroys gets destroyed and then he gets regenerated somewhere else he gets remade mm. I don't know man like that ending yeah. is is not strong. I I think it's it's trying to be poetic, and it's like oh the cycle starts again. We're now in a different he place. Keeps going and it going. Keeps going. And um, looking, his journey will continue for another thousand years or whatever. It tries to be all. Let's take a look at society. How can humans rely so much on technology? Who would ever want to be hooked up to machines? But again, it's it's lost a little bit because they don't. It, it it's so disjointed and so we don't really know how shit went down and mm. it's just a bit sort of hemmed in there. Um, There's a lot to try and fit into a movie's runtime. Yeah. And I guess that goes, 
goes to its credit as to why they didn't expose it as much as we may have needed. Um, mm. The exoskeletons are cool. If we're doing odds and ends and yeah. stuff, I like the I like the exoskeletons and the the armor that they I, use seems to give them some yeah. sort of Power Ranger esque abilities. Super str- like oh yeah, they can take falls like a champ. Yeah, like they fell many floors and also they bounced. Yeah, their their jumps and stuff. They're 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 very um, over boosted. over exaggerated, very boosted. Yeah, um, mm. I like the guns. I like that the the guns themselves seem to be um, rail guns. They were firing. Not gunpowder, but they were shooting the the rods, the arrows. Yeah, I like them. I like them, but I'm just I'm just trying to think about them in a realistic sense. How I I don't know whether I don't know whether that's realistic to the tech that we'd expect. Like you think about, like it's almost archaic, isn't it? You're firing spit. Mm. It's basically a glorified crossbow. But that's the way that current military stuff is going as well, right? So the current theory of um peacekeeping and how that's going to evolve in the near future is satellites that are going to fire like tungsten rods into localized um areas from space firing this thing and just using the velocity to just completely destroy a house and then you've got these rail guns which are able to fire non-gunpowdery non-reactive projectiles at super fast like velocities that are much cleaner and safer and more destructive than if we were to say like like use a bomb with traditional gunpowder so condensing that and creating it in a handheld form for these characters feels i don't know for me feels like oh yeah that makes sense it's still like the tech around them is still crazy but Mm. i can believe that being their weapons of choice killing Uh. having a knife though doesn't make any sense (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean yeah we're not it's not really a sticking point for me but i, I i'm not sure whether i buy that i think this the satellite thing is a very specific situation where they're using the force of gravity to help with this um and that sounds like a really cool way of doing something like that however here i just feel like te- the tech is so advanced in regard with regards to like electronics and these are all electro i feel like there should have been some sort of i don't know short circuit over you know charges electro mm. but, you know they're, all their suits are powered so they've got power um i feel like there should be some sort of electrical combat combatant that disables these machines because i feel like that's would be the most logical adversary to like these robots yeah, yeah, like an ECG, like a projectile ECG. ECG. <laughs> check their heart rate. You're gonna check the robot's heart yeah. rate. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. I'm stuck. I'm what? <laughs> I'm going. Sorry, look. sorry, sorry, Doctor Will. I, 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 sorry that I ever doubted look, you. Look, they, they get. The they must understand. You give the robot to you give them. You give the robots an ECG. The robots see the ECG. They panic and realize they haven't got a heart and shut down in their in their confusion they're like oh no i'm not human after all <laughs> damn it <laughs> and oh dear <laughs> yeah um okay any more odds and ends before we decide whether this gets into um there's a yeah sorry just on the losing the arms situation it feels very star warsy everyone's losing an arm left right and center uh, limbs are going all over the place mm. oh, i busted my leg too <laughs> um yeah, uh, I'll shout out the music. 
music's yeah. pretty good. I, like we said, we mentioned the guitar that like kicks in during the uh, the final fight, and there's a moment where the guitar gets more um, strained and dissonant as the robot looks at Killy. So it seems very kind of um, spooky and other othered. Mm. And there seems to be a theme that plays whenever Killy is quietly contemplating his existence, like a little <laughs> piano riff that goes, um, which I just thought was nice. It was, it was okay. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, no. How about you? No, uh, no, no other odds and ends really. I think for me, again, it comes into concepts and execution. So I'm going to leave, leave any more points until that. So let's, I think we get into the, to the three questions and decide whether this gets a place in the universe. <laughs> Okay, so the first question is concept and execution. You've have you read the entire manga of this? Because I guess you said that it had your one of your favourite chapters of all chapters. time. So I'm yeah. assuming have you just read that one chapter, or have you read just the, the whole thing? Just the one thing. Uh, no, I have read the whole thing. I started it uh, many years ago and kind of hit about maybe twenty chapters in, and then left it um, right. because it is very dense and it is very. It's it's quite a heavy manga to go through because there is lots of quiet and lots of really distorted and scary artwork. And that's now, I guess, maybe just because I'm older and more mm-hmm. jaded and the world is on fire, mm-hmm. I'm appreciating a bit more scary, eldritch horror in my life. Okay. So on my reread, yeah, I really liked the world that was built. I think conceptually, the idea of, of exploring this city of nothingness that just keeps expanding forever and ever and ever and you've got these super advanced robots hunting you down it's a really interesting concept i think it it works it's dark apocalyptic sci-fi not your shiny spaceship sci-fi so i think conceptually it's really good i think the execution leaves a bit to be desired i think the choice to go 3d limits it a lot like it sometimes it looks like the characters are purposefully animated at low frame rate and that horror vibe from the manga doesn't translate into crisp and clear 3d models for me personally fair yeah no that's quite heavy uh analysis of it um and i think you know having explored the source material you're the best to really comment on the concept and the ex especially the execution because if you if you're going from one to the other um for me as a show there was a lot to be desired i think the action scenes were the best bits but they were so Mm. few and far between that the journey to get there was quite long and i want to say boring and i'm gonna i mean you'd be right yeah (laughs) um the the concept is cool but again without having i can't if I was going to do a synopsis of this, last of humanity fight against the machines who have taken over the human race. Um, one being is overpowered and seems to have some sort of connection with the computers and is used to fight against them and is sacrificial Mm -hmm. in the end in order to allow the human race to continue the cycle all over again and reboot the entire thing. I've just described the matrix. Um, (laughs) 
Like and you have been putting a lot of allusions to it throughout the episode as well. Well, yeah, and I don't want I don't want to just say because you know original content doesn't mean that it can't take inspiration. But I, for me, there wasn't enough uniqueness here, really. I don't think. I mean, it's basically the Matrix outside of the Matrix. So you, it's it's the it's the third film. It's Matrix Revolutions, mm. I guess, because it's the it's that battle of Scion. It's that. um it's the humans on their last legs in their last dick and, mm. and, and the machines that actually infiltrate the base just like they do here. Um, it's really so- interesting that you say that and you draw those comparisons because um, like I said at the start, the manga for this came out in 1997. Wow. So it actually predates the matrix by two years. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. Fair. We, so we it's know not- that from, the matrix as well that the wachowskis took a lot of inspiration from anime and manga yeah when they were creating the matrix well didn't weren't there a lot of lawsuits around yep yeah yeah so i can't remember where i was listening to this it was probably on a podcast or something yeah i remember there was there was a, someone in particular that had a that took them to court and i don't think they won i don't but know it raised a lot of eyebrows it did there raise a lot, lot of eyebrows. comics and um other bits of source material from japan that you look at it now and you're like oh yeah that is clearly where they got these character designs and these aesthetics from i think the original author of something had worked with them um previously and then like years later the matrix came out and it was very similar to something else but i don't know i don't know regardless um regardless it's not a massive criticism because like you just said, it came out at a different time. It came out later. It came out earlier. So if anything, mm-hmm. the Matrix ripped this off. So that's not that's not necessarily my point I'm making there. My point is that I've already experienced it. So for me personally, <laughs> it wasn't necessarily the most enjoyable. Um, yeah. yeah, understandable. That's that 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 is an interest. That is interesting though. So I'm I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going to be too harsh on it. It's, it's a fair point you know if it's if it was original at the time and it, but again me going into this as a as a noob now i think if, mm. we're, if we're looking at it from the that perspective of if we give this to someone are they going to enjoy it i think if they've seen those other kind of um films and stuff it might it might not hit might retread a lot of familiar ground yeah. and i think something else to bear in mind is that this is probably how most people are going to experience blame yeah in that it's netflix and this has been on netflix since 2017 no chance of it getting removed or anything whereas the manga is quite notoriously difficult to get a hold of because it is now so old it stopped publishing over 13 years ago they don't really do very many reprints so to experience this universe or a snippet of this universe they're going to come into it via this netflix film so yeah that's another thing to kind of keep in mind as they approach it okay we've already touched on it turnoffs um what are the pacing. turnoffs pacing yeah pacing, pacing is kills really it. slow kills it dead yeah it's it's it feels like it's these deep moments between these characters, but because we don't know enough about them, like they're, they're gathering around the campfire, they're talking about tradition and things that they've always done. But in the back of my head, I'm like, are they not bothered about the guy who just shot a hole through the entire city that's sitting <laughs> three feet away from them? Can I focus on that guy again? I don't want to talk to these human characters. Show me the guy who can blow holes in the city. Like, yeah. And 
and it goes on and on and on. I and I don't feel that during the exposition scenes, very much useful information is given to the audience. It's mostly just people being amazed or confused about techno babble about what happened in the apocalypse. But once we know what that is, it's just them walking from A to B and returning from A to B. The silence is just. The silences are nowhere near as gripping as they want them to be. They're trying to be these mm. really profound moments where we get to see stuff or, or and we see the hardships of traveling. But I, I get it. Like, it's hard. It's post-apocalyptic. Mm. It's post-post-apocalyptic, apparently. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we, and it's, it's artistic choice. You know, you want to put across your vision. And if that's what you want to focus on, then fine. But you've got to, be, you've got to know that that's not necessarily what most viewers want. Like, people don't want to sit it's through that. another thing that suffers from the manga. It's exactly what you said. People are now having to sit through a silence and a sweeping landscape shot. Whereas with the manga, you turn a page there's your sweeping landscape shot. You can linger on it for as long as you like, take in as much detail as you like, but then you can just turn the page. You can skim it and be like, yeah. wow, that is a vast expanse. Yeah. Turn page. Whereas in a film, that's got to be like 10, 20 seconds. Yeah. And I've read three more pages in that time. It's it's something that doesn't translate very well. So maybe maybe, maybe that's, the, that's the crux of it. Maybe this as a story and as a piece of media is a phenomenal idea. It just doesn't translate as well into anime. Maybe it's just designed better for manga and that's how it should be mm. consumed. And, and that's, that's almost where we leave it. We leave it like uh, when we come to that final question as to does it do mm. enough? I don't think I would show this to anyone and go, watch this. You'll love it. And anime will then be the thing that you stick with because the pacing mm. is just so dry. Like I genuinely, now I was pretty tired last night, but I genuinely fell asleep for half, for, for like half a second. I had to bring myself to and was like, oh, <laughs> and I went back. I, I, you know, I made sure that I caught up on what I'd missed. It was only like 30 <laughs> seconds or something, but it was just one of those moments where I was just sat there and I was just drifting off. Um, cause it was just yeah. so quiet and it was just so like, I get it. <laughs> and it, there were so many of those moments that it just is this dragged. almost a, a vampire hunter d situation where we really like the ideas of this universe and what's going on but this isn't the piece of media that resonates the most and we want to find out more and we want to explore more but this on its own doesn't make the cut yeah maybe maybe yeah yeah i'd, I'd go with that I and I th- I'd, I'd also throw in there the fact that you know it needs yeah, I don't. I, I, I was going to bring up the Matrix thing again, but that's not fair. So I'm not going to. You're, you're right. It, if this this was came out before the Matrix, it's it's of its generation. I think we've all just become maybe a bit jaded with the obviously the Matrix is being rebooted again or <laughs> yeah, yep, <laughs> sequeled or whatever, resurrected, it is. resurrected. <laughs> hey, um, hey. so <laughs> may, may, maybe that's just playing on my mind that you know. I don't know whether I don't know whether we're ready for Matrix to be resurrected. To be honest, I, I know everyone's no, hype about it, so. but I, I don't know. I, I'm they still... got two of the original cast members back, man. Like, where's where's Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus? Why? Oh, yeah, I don't know where this. I, I haven't looked into any of this. I don't even know where plot wise it goes. I don't know what what's happening with this. So I'm, I will look at it yeah. at some point. There's only one Wachowski as well, so it's not. <laughs> it's why is it we're, only we're one? down fifty percent? Why is it anyone? The other. Uh, the one who's directing it wanted to reboot it. The other person, um, they said that they didn't want to revisit uh, 
it and churn out more sequels for it, which is fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's only, and I mean, I I respect that. I think that did did we need a reboot of the Matrix? The more that I watch the old films, and despite how much people say that they hated two and three, mm. I quite like them. Yeah, I think they're pretty good still. You know, mm. like Zion drags a bit, but it's still fun. Do you know? Do you know what what always frustrated me? And it, it's it's very very sort of superficial, but. What I loved about the Matrix was lost in the second and two, and that's just the Matrix itself. I loved that idea of being yeah. plugged in, the superhero-ness, because we were kids when it came out. Yeah. And it was that you could do anything. You could stop bullets. You could fight. You could do these all these... Like, I know I, Kung Fu. I used to be in my bedroom and just like, yeah, pretend that I plugged into the Matrix. Like... Uh, you know, as a 10 year old, you're plugging into the matrix, you're learning Kung Fu, and then you come out of the matrix and you, or, or you go in and you can do anything and you're fighting bad guys. Like that as a child is pff, firing all kinds Mate, of. Mate, you need to play Path of Neo. Yeah. That's, that is exactly what you need to do. You need to pick up Path of Neo from yeah. PS2 and just enjoy it because that is exactly what it is. But, but then, then all, all that's lost when it gets more serious. And as a, as a storytelling thing, I'm sure. It, if I went back, I'd enjoy it. And I have, I have gone back and it's all right, but it's, yeah, it's not what I loved from that first one and getting, I did play, I did play Path of Neo, I think. I played one of them. Was, uh, how many, how many Matrix games have been out? I remember the, I remember very, Enter the Matrix, I think. Yeah. Which is what most people tended to play. But then Path of Neo. I I very vividly Mm. remember the, um, the lobby scene when you when you go into when you walk through and you've got yes. you're, you're doing all your flips and everything and feel like there was, was there oh the we should totally scene? watch the animatrix yes we should watch the animatrix let's watch it next week there we go no we can't watch it next week we've got let's plans. watch it soon yeah <laughs> we've got plans <laughs> next week big big plans okay um should we leave yeah, it we've there, rambled sir? enough i think so um what sorry Sorry, Blame, I don't think you get in this week. I think you're very intriguing. It's a good idea, but like we said, it doesn't translate very well. And it's a type of story that maybe has been done to death at this point. Um, Yeah. So you don't get into the Anniverse. That is a shame. You might get into the Mangaverse um, if we do ever do a Mm. spin-off of... Spin-off coming soon. (laughs) Um, Read the first three chapters. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll workshop it. Um, (laughs) Okay. Thank you guys for listening. We, we uh, Are we going to do a slice of life? I think just a quick one. We'll do a quick slice of stuff. life. Okay. We'll do a quick slice of life. Like we said up top, um, we, we rec- are recording these quite close, quite very back to back. So we'll, we'll see what we can come up with in slice of life. If you're not sticking around, thank you guys for listening. Uh, let us know what you think of Blame. Hit us up on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, let us know if you've read the original and if you agree with Sam's comments about like the original source material just being so much better yeah, be and really interesting potentially not carrying over into the anime uh, or i imagine there's some diehard fans of the anime that have gone oh yeah this is really mm-hmm. encapsulating what i loved from the manga and um, it'd be interesting to see what you think so let us know hit us up and um if we don't see you uh in slice of life we'll see you next week in the anniverse <laughs>
Endwalker because oh, okay. honestly, my dude, it is amazing. I didn't think that they could top the story of Heavenswood and the other expansions that came out for it, but my experience so far has just been so great. The, the plot is tying up all these loose ends from 10 years worth of MMO RPGing. I had a boss fight the other day. It was me and my party. And we're all together and <laughs> oh, we're fighting God. it. And we've already died to this boss twice, right? We've already wiped completely. Okay. Yeah, and it's yeah. getting to the end and I'm playing the tank. So I have to take all the damage and all the aggression. The healer goes down. Oh, no. Both of the DPS go down. It's just me. It's oh, my me God. The boss has got like 10% health left. And I can't use the limit break because it's not going to do means. any damage. <laughs> so I sit there. And, I, and I've got the, I can see them in the corner of the screen. They're typing. They're like, you can do it. You've got this. <laughs> and I'm there and I'm popping everything and I'm fighting with my life and I'm absolutely nailing all of the mechanics of the fight. And I just, I'm on like a quarter of my health and I managed to get the last hit in and oh it my God. felt euphoric. It was just, I'd never felt so much like a badass mm. in my life. Awesome. It was great. That sounds poetic. I wish you'd screen recorded that and I could watch it back in real time. <laughs> I feel like I just have in my mind. Um, I punched the air, dude. I, yeah. I'm so sorry for my neighbors. I jumped up and screamed. I was like, yes. Honestly, though. Let's go. Honestly, though, you should stream. Like, I would watch that. I would watch that <laughs> shit. You, you stream, you record it as well so that I don't have to watch it at ridiculous o'clock. And then, like, <laughs> yeah. Drop the VOD. Drop the, drop the VOD. Like, I reckon that'd be so entertaining. Just seeing you go like nuts on there. You should definitely shit. absolutely ape shit on it. <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll give it a go. Maybe but I'll look into it. We have been you game so some, uh... yeah. You game so much. It seems and and you watch so much content. It seems almost a waste not to make some sort of content out of it. Because um, you should <laughs> you like turn it into a grind. Let the world see it, man. You might as well. You're investing so much time. Um, Truth. Yeah. Truth. Maybe uh, I'll do a brilliant. new game plus run. Yeah. How about you? In the scant wee hours between <laughs> yesterday's podcast oh, and now, right, okay. Let, 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 let me set the scene. Last night, I won Division Three on FIFA um, FIFA Yo. seasons. Ah, oh, right. So let's go. Okay, what's the team? Uh, I was playing as Wolves actually. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know what that means. Wolverhampton Wanderers. I'm excited. Wolverhampton okay, Rogers. They're, they're a football team in the United Kingdom. They um, <laughs> play in the Premier League. I've got the Wikipedia page open now. <laughs> uh, they've got Traore on the on the wing and you can just bomb down. Um, he's absolutely overpowered. And um, yeah, strong. very fun. I had a lot of fun because it's FIFA 22 and I'm still getting used to the mechanics. I find it quite hard to play because I missed FIFA 21 oh, and just played from FIFA new. 20. So it's... It was, it's quite, I'm still adapting and I don't know whether I like it, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I don't really agree mm-hmm. with. Like, Is it that different between Oh yeah, like, 20 and 22? It, well, it's like any, anything, like the, the mechanics are so important because there's no story or narrative. It's, it's literally all about the gameplay. So it's, mm-hmm. there's little details to do with like how the, how the players react, the timings between them, how reactive your keepers are. Like I've had, players like there's some things that are realistic in regards to real play that just don't carry through or don't really lend itself to high quality gaming like i've had Mm -hmm. some of my players run into each other and trip them each other over and i'm like okay (laughs) if my player is really running there that might happen but i don't 
like I'm, I'm not accounting for that when I'm moving my players and I'm also only controlling one player at a time so if the CPU runs in front of me that's not my fault mm. um and there's there's just things like some people like so, the shooting the shooting's all right so to be do fair, you want it to be a bit more arcadey do you want it to be just kind of like just gameplay i say this every every generation that comes out becomes a little bit slower and a little bit more realistic and at first i always hate it and then i always grow to love it this is taking me a bit until the next one comes out until the next one comes out um because it is more realistic and it is just about adapting so i'm not trying to be sour and bitter that i'm just not as good as i was before but this one's taking me longer to adjust than it has in previous generations reiterations so i don't know we'll we'll, mm. we'll see where it goes I'm, I'm finding it just a little bit awkward like like i got up to division two so there's 10 divisions and you progress up to division one um when you're playing online there's loads of different way, ways of gameplay i don't play ultimate team or anything because that's like pay to win because it's so, gambling yes um, <laughs> it's pay to win like you, you people invest hundreds and hundreds of pounds in their teams and it if you don't do that it takes you forever and i don't have the time to invest in that so i just play uh seasons and i i usually f- used to fluctuate around division one division two sometimes division three i lost division three the la- uh, yesterday the day the, the, the day before yesterday um so i was playing yeah. division four and i just automatically got promoted again and that was so satisfying because it was just like yes i know I, I'm, I'm showing progress i'm getting better i'm getting better um but it's there's there's a level there that's just like oh my god i lost every game in a row when i got to division three and got battered like considerably like eight one in times five nil it was so the, like the difficulty curve is like a brick wall yeah um but it's fun i mean i mean you know well, do you know what i, I relate it to you know smoking <laughs> me and Not you personally bo- but you know yes you do me and you both used to smoke um we did We've I, I, I used to smoke years ago uh you, you you were more of a social but anyway that the, the feeling that the whole psychology around smoking is that relief you get from a cigarette is built around built up tension you have from not having a cigarette so this it, mm. it, people think that it relieves stress but it only relieves the stress that you've built up from not, having, not having a cigarette so you're so you're only going back to zero effectively um because <laughs> you're you're, you're creating your own deficit that you are then replenishing Will, are you saying that you're addicted to fifa no but i'm saying somebody that i can call i'm saying when i got promoted when i got promoted (laughs) when i got promoted it was that relief it wasn't like this euphoria because it was like oh my god i need to get back up there i need to get back up to division three Mm. I've, I've, i've got relief from succeeding and i'm like god i was stressed i was stressed during that wow but i guess that's like immersive gameplay isn't it I guess, yeah, that's the the difference. Like some games, it's like a, yes, I've done it. And it's like a success and achievement uh, release Mm. versus like a relief. Like, oh, I I get that a lot with Dark Souls. If I'm playing a Soulsborne game, when I beat a boss or if I get through an area, it's not so much that I'm happy that I managed to beat it because I've like skilled myself up, but Mm. it's more that I'm just happy that I've managed to get through. It's relief that I've survived and found the next waypoint. Yeah. So I can I can relate the feeling there. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, FYI, smoking is bad. Neither of us smoke anymore, so uh, don't do it. No, and um, don't do it. It's if bad. you do, no judgment, but you should try and stop because you'll feel yeah. better once you get it out of your system. It's uh, can guarantee. Yeah. From okay. personal experience. All right. Um, shall Super. we? 
leave it there. Let's leave it there for today. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We've done a lot of plugs up top, and we will see you guys next time in the Anniverse.